0: emergency episode of taking ship a guided cruise through dumbest timeline america we're working on retooling our format a little bit so you can expect these sos episodes uh, that we're calling them if you have a better name please let us know because that's not so great Uh, you can expect these a little bit more frequently uh, relatively frequently at least for us Um, thank you for joining all of us i'm ellie jacobs coming to you live from the locker room at my gym i'm joined by the full crew today maggie moore and Frank Sprint.
1: Hello, hello. This is the part where we admonish you, our audience. We admonish, we enjoin, uh, we cajole, uh, we reason with, we threaten, but we do not plead, we will never beg, for this podcast is nothing if not dignified. Uh, But we uh, we advise, we politely uh, suggest and respectfully submit um, that you might subscribe to the show and perhaps rate us. Uh, Because were you to do so, uh, that would be to the benefit of all. Uh, your hatred nourishes us. Uh, your affection pleases us, uh, and uh, you the fact that you 're listening at all makes this why we do it so uh, please uh, subscribe to the show if you are just catching these on a one off uh, please rate us, tell people they should listen to us uh, and while you 're at us while you 're at it, uh, do give us a follow at taking ship with a p as in uh, proton. And you can uh, follow Maggie at uh, at Maggie M zero one two at Ellie Jacobs uh, is Ellie's handle Ellie at at Ellie Jacobs uh, and who has just uh, just another 11 tweets before he deletes his account. So, I mean, y'all get following on this thing because these things are going fast uh, and you can follow me at at Frank Spring. So since we last spoke, uh, another, oh, I don't know, I would say charitably 60 or 70 people have declared their uh, candidacy for presidency of the United States. And since this is dumbest timeline of America and uh, dumb events move fast, as the old saying goes, uh, we thought you all might need a refresher on just how stupid this all has gotten and can get. We are not going to talk in detail about Mueller's report. Uh, No one is doing that. Alas, there there are no places to find reporting on Mueller. Uh, It's a shame, but there it is. Uh, but we will spend the next few minutes talking about the latest game of uh, what stupid thing can happen next uh, so friends uh, it's, we, we've we've missed a lot of dumb shit uh, what ha, what is let 's actually start we 're not going to talk about the Mueller report, um, but we are going to talk about what to do about it so i 'm going to open this question uh, to the two of you and uh, and we will start with Ellie Jacobs Ellie, whither impeachment? Yeah, with our impeachment,
0: indeed. Uh, I, what's interesting, I think, is that we did, you, as, as you just intro this, and we're in dumbest time on America, and a thousand stupid things have happened in the last two weeks, uh, really nothing has changed. Um, the reporting that we've read over the last several months, years at this point, uh, has apparently was apparently pretty spot on based on what the Mueller report verified. Uh, I don't know that the equation or the calculus or anything else changes about whether uh, the Democratic House, Democratic-controlled House should impeach Donald Trump. Uh, I think it's a foregone conclusion that they could, um, and it's also a pretty foregone conclusion that there are thirty-seven, at least thirty-seven Republicans in the Senate that will prevent him from being convicted and thus being kicked out of office. So the question then becomes, and Joe Lockhart had a pretty good op-ed about this in the New York Times today. Um, the question then becomes: is you know, is it something like you know Obi Wan Kenobi? If you try to strike him down, he'll just come back stronger. Um, and I think that might, I think to a large extent that exists. So uh, in in my mind, I'm not seeing that there is um, a real rational reason to do it. You don't go after impeachment like this to make a point. I mean, the Republicans tried that in 96, 97, 98, and it didn't work.
1: Mags, where are you on this?
2: Well, first of all, the idea of striking him down only to make him stronger is absolutely terrifying. Um, But I think it's actually right. You know, I think at this point, keeping it as an issue to run on makes a lot more sense um, than actually trying to go through with it and not having it go well and having it blow up in your face. Um, You know, naturally, of course, I would love to see, you know, this kind of an impeachment process actually go through. But do we really want Mike Pence as president? No. Are the numbers there? No. So I don't think anything, like Ellie said, is actually going to change.
1: Like, those are both, I think, pretty reasonable reads on this thing. <clears throat> I'm actually going to take a slightly less reasonable one, uh, which sure. is it. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. This, this is it. Like I'm going to take a somewhat less reasonable one. Impeachment, as we know, is is not a legal, it is technically a legal proceeding, but it is a political calculus, right? We all, yeah. we all agree on this. We've talked about this before. Um, it ultimately, proceeding the decision to proceed with it is a political decision. At the same time, and I, I I am absolutely astonished to hear myself argue, making a kind of rules and norms argument. Like this is just, I, I, I hardly know what's become of me. This truly is dumbest timeline in America. Loath as I am to take a position based on principle, I am forced to, uh, which is if you have an independent investigator who conducts a lengthy investigation and refers a matter to, finds evidence of a felony and refers that to Congress for impeachment and Congress is just like, actually, you know what, like, we're, we, we're just not going to do anything about this. What the hell is the point of jurisprudence? What the hell is the point of having a legal procedure at all? At some point, there at, at some point, like there, there is, we have wildly overstated and wildly overinflated the importance of rules and norms. I think um, they can be fetishized. The alt center loves to fetishize these things as if they're the only things that matter. But to a certain degree, the whole concept of a democracy is it works only because we say it works. Only because like they're only because we believe that there are certain things that if you do them or don't that if you do them There's certain things if you do them wrong, there are gonna be consequences There's certain things that if you do them well or do right that you'll be rewarded for it, right? Like this whole thing is by mutual agreement The structure is not strong enough on its own to stand without there being with if no one who occupies the the established political structure believes in any of its supposed rules if you've got what what amounts to, in the if you look at the Mueller report from the perspective, and I promise we wouldn't talk about it, from the perspective that this was a this was an investigation that was explicitly forbidden from ending with a recommendation that the president be indicted, what came out, what comes out of it is a really really strong recommendation to Congress that they, can in, in Congress that they commence an impeachment proceeding. Yeah, it wouldn't win um but he is going to ru- he's going to rile up his base play victim and get them activated anyway you might as well stand for something while we're there i mean that's that's kind of where i am on this thing
2: i mean that definitely
1: strong...
2: good. no i think that speaks to my heart for sure but i think we have to call that the aaron sorkin defense like i mean we're talking yeah. about especially strong, words, the other strong week. words
1: mag strong words
2: it is though i mean like because as you were saying it i was like nodding being like yes principles like we must stand for something or we will fall for anything and it's like that's not really how this is going to work out. Like, I mean, so i those two minds. Like, I, I'm very much of the way of, like, we have to be standing up for norms uh, and, like, rules and laws and regulations. But also, like, that was a great episode of West Wing. I think I watched it.
1: Oh, to be, to be, clear, <laughs> there's no, to be clear, there's no danger of us actually, of us actually. There is danger, when we, we can impeach him in the sense that the House will vote for him, and there's no danger of his conviction in the Senate, right? So, like, we all know what this procedure is. Um, at the same time, I actually think the poli- I, and ultimately what I'm making is in some respects a political argument that the political risk to the party Is much smaller than we're estimating because this guy is going to whip his base up On the basis that they're coming. They're out to get me regardless of what we do uh, the, the report itself is all the investigation itself is all the evidence he needs right.
0: so, I, I mean, you know my My your argument is, is worthy and, and worth consideration. I think that what you're talking about in terms of in ensuring that the rules and, and guidelines and everything else are, are um, heeded to can be accomplished by continuing intensive investigations. And I think that's actually more helpful politically because that'll continue to offer drips and drabs as this whole thing goes along. I mean, when we talked about the Mueller report, I don't know, with, Jackson, with Steve Jackson, I don't know, when was it, Frank? Like two years ago, right after the Donald, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, Trump Tower story came out. You yeah. had the line that, you know, we wanted to collude, but we weren't impressed with the level of what was offered to us. So again, we really wanted to attempt to, to collude and wanted to commit a crime, but we just couldn't because we're feckless and too incompetent.
1: Yeah, that was and pretty that's, much essentially, the that's yeah.
0: essentially what the Mueller report said. And on top of that, it was, I desperately wanted to obstruct justice, but the grifters and never have beens and shouldn't have beens somehow prevented me from doing so. So yeah. if that's the case, like yeah, there's no question. There's impeachable offenses there, but I, I think that uh, the country um, and party would be better served by just ramping up the investigations and
1: you know go for broke. We're all on the same page on the on on the fact that there's a lot to investigate, and 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 I'm not a, I'm not saying necessarily that we need to file the the articles of impeachment tomorrow. I, I will say I actually think we are under we are overestimating the political risk to ourselves and underestimating the political benefit that comes from. That comes from this moment, if the Democratic Party were actually to be like, you know, this this far and no farther, we're done with this guy. He's a felon. We're going to try and impeach his ass. And we dare all of you Republicans to go on the record and vote against it. But, you know, we have a disparity of opinion here. I think where we are all on the same page is um, there's a lot to investigate here. And those, and those investigations can and must commence forthwith. Uh, and those that have begun should proceed aggressively. Um, shall we proceed to... Uh, shall we proceed to this question? Friends, we originally, con- we originally called this quest, this, uh, this, special, uh, this special session, this SOS uh, episode, uh, because it was supposed to be in advance of Joe Biden's declaration of running for president. That we are hearing word has been pushed back. Uh, and so we are now, but we decided to proceed with this anyway, because honestly, if we wait until we're absolutely certain that Biden has, is going to announce, um, we will either uh, be talking about it after the fact, or uh, or we will never talk about it at all. Uh, so friends, Joe Biden was marched his army halfway up the hill and marched them back down again. Um, is he the grand old Duke of York? Uh, or uh, is he just playing tiddlywinks? Uh, friends, where are we with Joe Biden? We're actually going to start with mags on this one.
2: I just love um, like envisioning an, a very old gentleman like Joe Biden playing tiddlywinks. So thank you for that. Uh, I do appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, I think that I keep waiting for him to announce, and I really thought he would have gotten in a lot earlier, um, in, in the pace and time of things, but watching how things are folding, unfolding for Buddha uh, judge, or Warren or Bernie, like, I think, The longer we wait, I think the less likely it is he's actually going to do anything about it. Um, I don't... Like, if he was going to do it, he would have done it already, honestly. So that's what she wrote.
1: (laughs) It's a strong strong take and a good one, Ellie. So I actually... I'm going to play off what Maggie just said
0: because I actually think uh, almost the the opposite. Meaning that... I I mean, I said when we did our live show that I did not think he was going to run for president. And up until about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I still was pretty confident in that call, you know, fifty-one forty-nine. but I was still confident. I was still comfortable thinking that he wasn't going to run the one exception being of him getting in. And this speaks to what Maggie was just saying is I imagined him getting in very, very late because he doesn't need to build the name recognition. Other candidates do, um, him being in longer actually exposes him to more attacks because he has just such a long record because uh, he's just been around for so goddamn long. And, um, he wouldn't necessarily need to worry about recruiting top-tier staff. Obviously, grassroots organizers, everything like that, like you would need that, but top-tier staff he has in his back pocket. And on top of that, I mean, if you look at how they rewrote the rules for the convention this year, it is, and the, just the sheer batshit lunacy number of people running, there is an incredibly likely scenario where we walk to the convention without a nominee and that this thing's decided on the floor probably not on the first ballot. So it becomes the second ballot when the superdelegates reenter the picture. So Joe Biden staying out longer leaves him as sort of this guy on the shelf that you, you know, in in case of emergency break glass, take out Joe Biden, you know, pump him up with some coffee and let's go. So, uh, I actually wheel the man out, hose him down (laughs) basically like, you know, brighten the teeth, give him a pair of aviators
1: and let's do this. Like, so, just picture him in like some kind of like cryo suit. <laughs> we haven't found our candy. Is he not With currently? Joe bright. <laughs> just like pushing him out onto the stage. Hello, yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think you know,
0: taking all that into in, into into account, the fact that this is just going to be a ridiculous primary season. And again, I mean, there's eighty seven thousand people running now. I think that that field's going to get a lot smaller after Q two, um, when it's just clear that a lot of these folks particularly some of the folks who um, have significant names. And if they don't bump up in the polls and don't raise money, I'm thinking of two people in particular, um, it just becomes embarrassing for their careers. You know, a lot of people just say, like, why not run for president? It's not going to impact me. I've got a safe seat. It's no problem. But there are some people who, um, you know, could be embarrassed by by not having it. So I think Biden staying out
1: even longer actually makes even more sense than him getting in now. I think Biden is the only candidate who can enter late, yeah, and make it go of it. That's that I think is absolutely right. Uh, my own view on this is that uh, he was going to announce possibly today and was was was, was scared off was uh, has been has been has been spooked by the sheer charisma, the visceral power of the announcement of Seth Moulton for president. Jesus, I think he took one look okay. at that his jawline and was like, who? I can't, like I'm fucked. We're fucked, boys. Take the take the co- turn off the coffee pot. Put me back in cryostasis. So remind me which one Seth
0: is because there's three jawlines that got in in the last two weeks. I think there's he, army, there's army jawline, there's California jawline, and there's Iron Worker jawline. Which yeah, one is he's the, army? He's army jawline. Well,
1: Marine actually. We should Marine we jawline. Yeah, we he's should, that's we right. Should yeah, he's US it. US Oh US, God. No so
2: punished for that.
1: Yeah, yeah that's exactly. He's USMC uh, USMC jawline and decorated forget, and, and you know like a legit. Marine.
2: but a jawline
1: nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> I mean the thing is we have enough inexplicable white dude candidacies to fill out not just the starting five of a basketball team but I think we can get down to the eleven uh, fill out the full 11 rotation uh, and honestly, we've got we've got we've got an a squad and a B squad for spring football hell yeah and uh, and the thing is what we've been looking for is our captain and our captain has arrived like Seth Moulton is I mean he's the captain of the of the what i mean, what, a, what a friend of ours if you were listening to this and would like to be identified on the on the next podcast please tell me uh, what a friend a mutual friend of all of ours refers to as the why though team yeah uh, and and he's like i mean this is just like that's a, that's exactly it what the fuck why why though what so, the
2: so, fuck why though
1: so imagine all these white dudes like taking the taking the you know taking the court in jerseys that just say why though across the front yeah uh, and he's number one. He's the point guard. He's yeah. the on. He's the on the field general. And I think Joe Biden took one look at that and was like, oh, man, "I man, I can't compete with just the with you know with with this with this man's reputation, his his staggering charisma, and the un, unstoppable power that is momentum." Yeah, either that the or, same
2: way. Um,
1: either that or Biden realized
0: that he needs to spend more time planning for his 80th birthday.
1: Yeah, Ugh. I mean, you've got you got to, these things. You can't you can't half-ass that shit, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel the same way about Moulton's candidacy as I do Biden's candidacy. Uh, as a very wise woman once told me, "You can always just not say something. You can always just mm. not do it. Like mm. we don't always need to hear from you. We don't always need your opinion, Captain White dudes. Like mm. you could just not." Um, I'm and, I think, and I think to disagree. <laughs> exactly though, but it's like, girl, I feel like also now we need to come up with a new term for a group. Uh, of this many white men in one area, it you, like it's could have been could have been a podcast, bigger than a podcast. Carton uh, but I think venues. it has to. I mean, like it's. I, I think now it's just like the presidential field, but that's all we have yeah. to call it.
0: You know, I, I when I do uh, media trainings for clients, uh, I one of the slides I present it just says "weight" on top, and I don't remember where I stole this from, but it was so good. And "weight" stands for why am I talking? And I feel like every single one of these guys mm-hmm. who look in the mirror and see the next president should have like a little
1: posted note that just says "weight" on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is what happens when, yes. this is what happens when, two, they, this is the national scourge, you know, friends, you know, parents, be, know who your, who your children's friends are, especially if, you're, especially if your children are, are, are white boys, know who they're hanging out with, because I'm telling you, they can fall in with a bad crowd and end up spending time around a lot of people who just want to be part of a presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, and the consequences of that can be lifelong and devastating. That's, this is our PSA. Yeah. yeah. A true All
2: cautionary right. tale.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. We were going to keep this uh, short, so I think we'll cut it right
0: there. Uh, I know some of us have places to go, Um, but we will be back uh, sometime next week. We think Uh, one of the things that uh, we've got a lot of, we've got some guests coming up, got some interesting conversations that we sort of shelved for a while. One of which being like, Hey, maybe we should bring back those smoke filled rooms um, to get rid of the cartons of mayonnaise.
1: But uh, um Frank, we are not taking ship this week, correct? That is is correct. Um, This is an SOS podcast. The war on the sea continues. Constant vigilance, friends. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Maggie, Frank. Thanks,
0: guys.